Hi, I'm Tamar Rodney, and you're listening to On The Pulse, a podcast from the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. On this podcast, we take a deep dive into the experiences of frontline providers and researchers. We explore their insights and invaluable stories of how healthcare works in today's world. Today's guest is Cinder Rushton, the Anne and George L. Bunting Professor of Clinical Ethics at the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing and the Johns Hopkins Berman Institute of Bioethics. She's an expert in ethical practice, cultivating moral resilience in healthcare providers, and editor and author of the new book entitled Moral Resilience, Transforming Moral Suffering in Healthcare. Cinder, welcome. And I want to get right to the point of today's episode because I think it's an extremely critical topic for us as nurses. And today's topic is the dire impact of COVID-19 on the nursing profession. And taking it a step further, to see how all of this ties together with the already known nursing shortage across the world. So my first question for you is, what is the state of nursing right now? Wow, that's a big question, isn't it? Um, And it's, uh, you know, on the one hand, it is the uh, incredible contributions that nurses have made. Nurses have stepped up again and again and again in this pandemic. They have innovated, they have uh, taken care of so many people that need nursing care uh, throughout this pandemic. They have innovated trying to make systems uh, work that uh, really were not prepared for the onslaught of um, the pandemic. But it has also uh, had a heavy burden on our profession. And um, we are seeing some very troubling signals of the weight of the pandemic on nurses. We are seeing nurses uh, demonstrating their physical, psychological, and moral exhaustion, having to think about how to allocate scarce resources, including themselves. And finding themselves in in the space of having to make really hard choices, often without the kinds of support and resources that they need to be able to find a path of integrity. And so we're seeing uh, evidence of burnout, of PTSD. We're seeing uh, repeated evidence of moral distress and moral injury. And we're seeing um, mental health consequences of depression, of anxiety, and even in severe cases of nurses who are, who are uh, considering self-harm or actually are taking their own lives. So those costs are huge when you think about the sustainability of our workforce. Those are some important considerations, and I'm happy that you're acknowledging how difficult it's been for Um, nurses and frequently talk about it in the hospital setting. Do you think it's the same for nurses who might be in other settings like community or school nurses? What I know is that all nurses have been impacted by the pandemic. If you think about school nurses, nurses in those settings have had to pivot to how do we create environments to support the health and well-being of students in a remote environment, in environments where their uh, community and their family has been disrupted in really profound ways. 
So I, I'm, I'm quite sure that when you think about nurses in other settings and in communities, what we know about this pandemic is there are many uh, pandemics that are happening simultaneously. So if you think about our community environments where there is so much uh, discord in our communities, where there's so much division, that all of those factors are impacting the health of everyone, no matter where you are in the healthcare continuum. That's absolutely true. And um, another thing I would like to acknowledge is that in many ways we're going through that crisis at the minute. Can you look ahead and um, tell us what do you think some of the long-term repercussions of this pandemic might be on our nursing workforce? Well, I think the most um, acute question right now is how will we sustain our nursing workforce given the numbers of nurses who are leaving their jobs and sadly, in some instances, the profession. We know that there were already projected shortages of nurses and those projections have changed in the context of what we've seen as a mass exodus of many nurses from the roles that they are currently in. So I think we have to, we have to really pause as a, as a profession and to consider not only how do we increase the pipeline, the supply of nurses, but importantly, how do we sustain the nurses that we train so that they actually can continue to practice in whatever setting uh, they have uh, decided to, to serve in. So it's an opportunity, I think, um, for us to look at care delivery models, to look at how we can uh, reimagine what the delivery of healthcare might look like. Importantly, I think we have to take very seriously how we invest in nursing services in whatever setting. It's clear that our healthcare system cannot function effectively or safely without a healthy workforce. That is so true. Um, as sad as it is, one of the good things that's coming out is highlighting the things that we need to fix in order to get this right. But some of that work is going on right now, including um, a report that you published um, entitled Mind the Gap. Can you share, us, share with us a little bit more about that report? So Tamar, uh, we uh, were very fortunate to be the recipient of a grant from the um, nursing support program here in Maryland to um, really implement a program, a statewide program that's aimed at bridging the gap between the academic training that our nursing students get and the real world of healthcare where they practice so that we're not only increasing the numbers of nurses, but we're actually helping to sustain them in the profession over the course of their career. So this is a, the, uh, an initiative, the Resilient Nurses Initiative that is aimed to give nurses the resources they need to stay resilient to, to harness what is already there in, their, um, in them. We're all resilient. Um, it's how do we amplify what's already there? How do we actually support them to begin to use 
tools and practices and resources that they need to not only be resilient, but actually to um, stay whole. To me, that gives us the best chance for patient care to be fair, just, and compassionate. Because if we ourselves are so depleted, our ability to actually affect those outcomes is diminished. And we need all of us to stand together to meet those challenges. We have recruited uh, eight schools of nursing here in Maryland who have been working with us in uh, a series of workshops, the first focusing on faculty themselves, because we know that we want faculty who actually are able to embody and be role models for students. As part of that, wanted to hear directly from students to tell us about this gap. We also wanted to hear from practicing nurses as they reflected on their own transition from their academic training into practice, what was missing? And so we uh, used a crowdsourcing platform to gather their feedback and we created this report called Mind the Gap. And Mind the Gap is, includes a number of recommendations uh, about how to actually shift our training to make it very oriented toward the real world. Students said, we want to have more exposure with, to practicing nurses in all settings. We want to uh, have the opportunity to see how they are meeting the challenges that come up in their work. They wanted to have more opportunities to practice conversations about their values, about uh, resilience and what it looks like. And part of, uh, part of this report was a real sense of wanting to uh, enhance our human connection to ourselves and to each other. So they want mentors. They want people who have been through this process, nurses who are experienced, to um, be their guides throughout the process. And they also wanted to um, have access to more resources to help support their well-being and their resilience as, and their integrity and to make that more of a routine part of our curriculum. So Cinder, while this started before the pandemic, it seems still ideally fit some of the solutions that we're talking about. So our R3 initiative was actually conceived before the pandemic in response to the incredible signals that we were seeing about burnout and the depletion of the workforce and also the sustainability of the workforce. We know that when trained nurses leave their jobs or the profession, the healthcare system, the patients and the nurses themselves suffer. And so what we wanted to do with our R3 initiative uh, was to be more proactive about how we approached that reality that um, the healthcare environment is a challenging environment to practice in no matter where you practice. And so it was conceived in response to that and the evidence of its importance was only amplified in the profession. As we go through COVID-19 and still recover from it, where do you see us going as a profession? Where do we go from here? 
Well, I think there's several levels of where we go from here. One is that I think we have to start by acknowledging what has happened during this period of time. We cannot turn away from it and pretend that nothing happened because a lot has happened. So both individually and as a profession, we need to pause and to, to give uh, acknowledgement and space to honor that experience, whatever it is. We also need to think about how do we address the systemic contributions to the situations that have degraded the well-being and integrity of nurses. And that I think means we're gonna have to take a hard look at the factors that have contributed to the sense of depletion of hopelessness and despair that many nurses experience. Taking a hard look at how do we um, begin to create the same kind of ethical framework that we have for allocating ventilators and blood and medicines that can be applied to how we allocate human resources. I also think that we need to move beyond thinking only about burnout as a catch-all term for all the types of um, suffering that clinicians experience. And we need to get an accurate diagnosis of what are the things in the system that actually contribute to moral suffering, to physical and psychological suffering and begin to design solutions co-created with the people who are actually experiencing them so that we can find a path forward. Thank you. Um, it's been a crisis, but also an opportunity and an opportunity for us to continue to bolster our workforce. And as we close, are there any additional thoughts on how we might continue to bolster our nursing workforce? I think the message for, for nurses who are practicing right now is first of all, to pause and to see where you are in your own experience and to realistically appraise the situation. And it is both the good news and the bad news. What we tend to do is to focus only on the hard parts. And I think right now it is so important for us to be able to even notice the difference that we've made in so many different experiences. We need to remember why we're doing this work in the first place, to reorient to our purpose and to think about what resources we need to be able to meet those challenges, both within ourselves and our systems and in our communities. Together, I think we have the opportunity to really harness the opportunity of this pandemic to create a healthcare system that actually honors all of our contributions and makes it possible for us to serve in a way that reflects who we really are as individuals and as a profession. Thank you so much, Cinda. In the midst of what is a undoubtedly difficult situation. We are here actively looking for solutions and making 
individuals aware of the looming pressure on nursing workforce as well as implications for the future. This is a huge topic for the profession to consider and something that I think we'll be grappling with many years to come. Um, I want to thank you again for joining us. Our guest today was Dr. Cindy Rushton. She is the Anne and George L. Bunting Professor of Clinical Ethics at the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing. And we sincerely hope you join us again soon. Jamar, thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this conversation. There are no easy answers. And I think right now it's important for us to, to stand together and to commit to finding the solutions. And I am so grateful to be part of this conversation. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of On The Pulse. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you know and subscribe to Apple, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify. You can also find us on the Health Podcast Network at healthpodcastnetwork.com slash nurse. Be sure to also check out our On The Pulse blog and Facebook Live series. You can learn more about the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing at nursing.jhu.edu. Thank you again for listening. 